Hey, I'm Alan. I'm Aaron. And welcome to NPM Road Podcast. Yeah, except since this is our initial inaugural episode, we are NPM Install Podcast. Dash, dash, safe. Dash, dash, safe. Yes, yeah. well done. Good. Um, every month, we're going to come at you with a topic, and we're going to try and discuss that topic from a variety of different viewpoints. Uh, we're going to try and tailor a show towards beginners, try and tailor a show more towards advanced programmers, and maybe the people in the middle as well. Um, and just trying to bring different perspectives and, and uh, discuss topics uh, so it's accessible to everybody. And, and we do encourage all of the beginner developers to listen to the other shows too, because getting exposure to topics is a great way to uh, broaden your scope of knowledge and understanding and, and at least know what to look for as you progress. And since this is like the very first podcast we've ever done, might as well talk a little bit about why we're even doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, both Alan and I um, are in Louisville, Kentucky. We, we, we do a lot of mentoring to young developers um, in the web development, a lot of JavaScript, a lot of Node, um, a lot of full stack JavaScript-y stuff. And uh, I think we both enjoy it a great deal. And so this podcast, at least for me, is a way to expand uh, my mentorship. That's right. Explore neat topics. Absolutely. And I get to hang out. Hey, you. yeah. That's and good. Um, at the, uh, in, in the classes that we mentor, we will be discussing some of these topics, and it's nice to be able to share it with a broader audience. Also, I think we're going to get to play with topics in a little bit more depth than we get to do in class because we're not constrained by a specific curriculum. We're just going to explore an area. Um, and, of course, it's going to be relatively high level because this is just a discussion. Right. But we may break out to an occasional screencast or blog post or something oh, like that. Oh, y'alls are going to get all of our opinions, all good and all bad. Yes, that's probably true. <laughs> um, uh, you want to jump into it? I guess so. Yeah. On our inaugural podcast, we're going to talk about authentication and authorization. Holy crap. Why did we pick that topic first? Why? Why? This? Okay. Authentication and authorization are kind of the core concepts in web security and you know back in the beginning of, of the internet the internet was just designed to share documents um hypertext marked up documents geocities yeah yeah or gopher uh, <laughs> i'm old uh it, it's not anymore it's it's now an application platform we've got bank applications we've got facebook applications or one particular Facebook application. Well, it has lots of apps inside Facebook, too. Yeah, good point. Yeah. But, th but there's a lot of sensitive information in an application framework. And so it's not just passing documents back and forth. And one of the most important things that we as developers can ingrain in our habits is good, strong security best practices. For sure. Yeah, because we care who our users are, right? The application is now aware of who you are uh, and the only way it knows that is by trusting the information that you tell it. Yeah. Yeah. So authentication and authorization, topic number one. And I thought it was auth. It is auth. You know why you know why this is this is such a confusing topic? Because both authentication and authorization begin with A U T H. And no one likes directories that have more than four characters in it because apparently at some point in the history of the web there was a, a, a scarce resource of characters and we were just running out of them. We almost ran out. Yeah. It's a good thing we found that that cache of characters under in the Ozark. Um, 
So, so if you're looking through someone's directory structure of their application, there's probably a directory called auth, A-U-T-H, that's got everything to do with authentication and authorization in it. But really, they're two different topics. Okay. Well, okay. tell me about them. All right. So authentication is all about proving that you are who you say you are. This is the world of passwords and usernames. This is the world of two-factor authentication. Um, this is the world of thumbprints on your, uh, on your, on your iPhone or your, your uh, Google Note or even your laptop. Biometrics. Biometrics, yeah. This is face, face recognition, those type of things. Whereas authorization is after you have identified yourself and the computer believes that you are who you say you are, can you do the thing that you want to do? Can you edit the profile that you wanted to edit? Can you see um, all the stuff on the site that it has? Or are you limited to certain things? And hopefully you are, because you know, if you and I are on the same site, I, don't, I, I really don't want you editing my profile. If I change your password, I would change it to 1234. Right. But, yeah, just like your luggage. That's true. <laughs> so these are different things, authentication, authorization. and. And you may have encountered these in your everyday web browsing because uh, there is a standard way for web servers to communicate uh, via HTTP status codes to your browser whether or not you're authenticated or authorized. Yeah. Um, so the HTTP status codes that you're familiar with are probably 404, 500, maybe 200. I don't know. Maybe you don't care about HTTP status codes, but that's how the servers talk to the browser. I care. Yeah, you care. Um, but uh, there's actually tons and tons of other status codes. Um, but as you were mentioning way back in the day, uh, status codes were designed for those documents and authentication and authorization while they existed were not very well refined. And so we do have a status code for not authorized. That's 401. You are not logged in, you need to be logged in. That's it. It's a temporary status code because the assumption is you would get that response and then you would log in and then you could maybe get to the resource. There's also a 403 status code, which is forbidden, which means you do not have access to this. Um, it's sort of a not authorized status code. That's certainly how it's been used. Uh, the original wording it wasn't exactly that, um, but it's a, a more permanent status code. Hey, you're logged in, but you're still not allowed to do this. Right. So, starting with one of them, uh, the, the the first the first part would be authentication. Um, and like I said, this is this is the world of passwords, and there's lots of ways that your front end, what you know, the web page that you've built that runs in a browser, can send a username and password uh, to the backend server. You've got, you may have heard these terms, basic or digest. Um, certainly, post, um, like you post a form with a username and password in in the body. Um, but there are lots of other things. There's two-factor authentication, OAuth, possibly the most. Uh, used, the most frequently used way of passing a username and password is by just posting the username and password in plain text over over SSL connection, hopefully. Over an SSL oh, yeah. connection, yes. <laughs> um, to uh, some some uh, backend that, that will, will read the body of that, that post and password and then check it in a uh, da database. 
So does that mean that they would store the password in the database? Because you've got to, I mean, if you're checking it against the database, you have to store it in, in the plain database. text. Yes, that's yeah. what I do because yeah. I'm a terrible, no good, very bad developer. No, I mean, I've seen it many times yeah. in the past. Yeah, I have um, seen it too. A, a column called username and a column called pass. Sometimes it's P-A-S-S-W-D because yeah. they're sneaky. Ooh, but, yeah, I'd never figure that out. But uh, yeah, I have seen several systems that have plain text passwords. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about why that might not be a good idea. Yeah, I, I, there's this term that I keep hearing, uh, hacked. Is yeah, that, that, I've yeah, heard hacked. of that before. Yeah. Mm. So if you put usernames and passwords in a database, if you, the developer, put them in the database and they are plain text, meaning they are human readable, uh, and someone hacks that database, they have <laughs> all of your username and passwords. Yeah, but they're not my usernames and passwords. They're sure. other people's. Yeah, but they're usernames and passwords. If other people, it's probably the username and password they use in their bank account, their Facebook account, their, you know, all kinds of accounts all over the place. By the way, check our, <laughs> check our website that doesn't exist yet because eventually I'll go on a diatribe about why that's a bad idea yeah, and how you should yeah. use a different password on every system. And, and you know, how you should store not passwords, but hashed passwords. This, I mean, this is a big discussion of encryption and one-way encryption and things like that. Yeah, that sounds like a topic for a future oh, podcast. A great topic. Oh, maybe maybe we should have a podcast on authentication and authorization, but maybe come at it from a different perspective. Maybe like an intermediate or advanced. Oh, that seems like a reasonable idea. Let's go forward with that idea. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sometime good. later. Yeah, good. Um, uh, so, so I mean, that's a big topic. But if if you if you if you come away with one thing from from this discussion right here, it is never store a, a password in plain text in the database. If you remember only one thing this one. week, this this year, yeah, it should be that. That's true. You as a new developer should should tattoo this on your arm. Do that might be doing for much. All right. Yeah. I'll dial it back a bit. Okay. Um, you should remember. You should write it down on a All piece right. of paper. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, don't store passwords in plain text. Oh, no. No okay. good. Good. I think we've we've done that. All right. Okay, so if you're not going to store it in plain text, you're going to have to do something with it. The short answer is you're going to hash it with a one-way encryption scheme. Right. That sounds like gobbledygook to you. That's fine. We'll look it up. We'll go over it later. If you know what I'm talking about, cool. We're going to talk about some of those topics on the next podcast. Right. Um, until then... There is a way that you can securely store a hash from a password that a user entered and check to make sure it matches right. what it should be. Right, right. So if you ever call up tech support of some website and say, hey, I forgot my password, and they tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> doing it wrong. Doing it very, very, very wrong. Yeah, that's right. not good. Right. But, so, but, but that's that's. A very basic activity that you as a new developer are going to do. You're going to have a form that accepts a username and password. You're going to uh, uh, accept that information and check it against something in a database. That, that You're going to hash the password, check it against the hash in, that you've got in the database, and either uh, uh, give them access to your resources or you know at least authenticate them or tell them to go pound sand uh, using an HTTP code. After that... Oh, so yeah. I'm... I'm logged in now. You're logged in now. So now you, the server, knows who I, the client, am. I totally 100% believe that you are Alan. I as 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 the server. So many people want to be Alan, but I am right now. No one wants to be Alan. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the next step is authorization. Can you do the thing that you want to do? Most of the time you want to do stuff like 
you want to you want to edit your own avatar image. I want to post a cat gif. You want to post a cat gif? Yeah, yeah, or gif. There's mm-hmm. a podcast. Oh. Gif versus gif. Damn it! Future yeah. topic. Future topic. I want to post a cat gif. We'll post a cat gif, and uh, to your to my account to your account. I don't want you to get credit I'll, for my yeah. space cat. Yeah. GIF, so the the step in which GIF. Alan attempts to post a cat gif to my account, and the server says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on! You're Alan. You're trying to post to Aaron's account. That's no good. That's authorization." Or where Alan tries to post to Alan's account and says, "Yeah, that's good." That step where that determination is made, that's authorization, and there are tons of ways that you can do authorization yeah um again we're just uh, sort of discussing some of the high high level topics here um but uh, i would say the simplest one is are you logged in you get access are you not logged in you don't get access yeah technically that's authentication but that's also authorization yeah because you can still forbid someone from accessing something if they're not logged in yeah right this, this is you having a secret page that you have to log into that's right the system and to yeah. see private and that's it right. right um that's basically a binary system right logged in yes not logged in no system um probably the next simplest system is role-based authorization where uh you are logged in you have a certain role and based on the role that you have, I have logic in my application that says you are authorized or you're not authorized. So you as an administrator might have access to a whole bunch of things, but you as a general user, or you as this restricted user type, or you as a visitor or guest, all of those have different profiles of things that they are authorized to see. Mm. And and you can have multiple roles. There's a there, there, there's a, a lot of libraries out there that help you manage various roles and the permissions that each role gets. Um, uh, I'm not sure that that's particularly helpful to hmm. talk about. Well, let's talk about the next step past yeah. role-based. The next step, uh, is that ACL or? No, ACL is at the very end. Yeah, very, okay. So the, ne- the next step would be uh, attribute-based uh, access. Control. Access control is another way of saying authorization. You're controlling who has access to something. ABAC. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Almost, right, so, almost so, abacus. Right, right. Well, but that's what it's called. There's actually a NIST standard. Hmm. Yeah. Called abacus? No, called ABAC. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say you could make a library called abacus because that's yeah. almost abacus. That's a good point. I like it. That's abacus. Oh. Ooh. Dot US. Done. Dot US. Abacus. So the next step up would be an attribute-based means of, of granting access to, to resources. So in addition to a role, it might also be that you belong to an organization. So suppose you're the, um, you, you as the new developer have built a multi-tenant site. So you've got uh, several blogs and you've got an admin who's uh, the admin for blog number one, but not an admin for anything else. Well, if you stuck with just roles uh, and you said, if you are an admin, you can post to a blog, uh, then you'd essentially be giving all admins access to all blogs. But really what you want to do is give them access to only their blog. So it's a two-step process. You say, are you an admin? Yes, no. And do you belong to this blog? So you're, you're bringing in attributes of 
the user and the resource, that being the blog. Absolutely. So it's and a little bit more sophisticated, and that's that's much more common than just a pure role-based uh, sure. auth- authorization. Also, some pure role-based authorization where like it's not multi-tenant and people think that they're only using roles, sometimes they use other things too, like uh, sometimes they'll have a soft deleted flag or a locked out or suspended flag on an account, <laughs> right? And so they're saying, hey, am I an admin? And am I not suspended? Or and am I not deleted? Those extra attributes are, are exactly what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And they can work in concert with the roles. Or you could have an auth- authorization system that was entirely based on attributes of a user account. Right. Yeah. Now, if you want to get really crazy, you can do ACL. <laughs> I have, I've done that sometimes. And actually, yeah. some of the techniques that have been implemented to make that work are pretty awesome when you dig under the hood. Yeah. Um, uh, some of some of the ways that you can construct the tables of the permissions that you're looking up are really cool. But the way that I describe that usually to people is like if you really are gridding out your permissions at a, a high level of granularity, if you need to be able to control at a user by user level what they have access to, um, then you would need a, a more sophisticated authorization setup and ACLs are really what you want. Yeah. And, and basically you're setting up all possible things that they could have access to and all users get authorized or whitelisted to any of those things, yeah. which is not an insignificant setup. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, if you need it, it, it certainly can be done. Yeah. You're probably, you're actually probably familiar with an ACL system. If you're on a, uh, Linux system or, or, uh, uh, a Mac, Type ls space dash la on a on a command line, and you're going to see all the files and directories in that that in your your current working directory, and there's going to be permissions: the read, write, execute for the owner, the group, and the everyone. And, and then everyone. So that's a type of ACL um, uh, implemented on on your hard drive. For sure, um, and and that's for each file or each folder or each whatever. Each file, each folder. Now, right. now the bitwise operators that that works with are really awesome. You yeah. can get under the hood. We can spend a couple of podcasts on that. That's a lot of fun. It's really cool um, stuff. And uh, I've actually, I've I've borrowed from that for other authorization systems for web applications that I've worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we we don't need to get into that right now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, one thing to take away from this, and there's, I mean, you can tell that that we could probably talk about authentication authorization for a very very long time and use lots of terms that you may or may not have ever heard of um, but one thing to, to, to realize as a, as a new developer that if you're if you're embarking upon adding authorization and adding authentication which you absolutely should um, for any new application that you're, you're, you're building uh, there are libraries that that can help you and and you know I think in some later podcasts we're going to talk about some and maybe get into uh, more in depth but a Google search will, will will bring up a whole horde of libraries that you can use in your applications the very first step though is to one know that you need authorization and, and authentication and two know a few terms that you can you can you know, Google and kind of start your search and start start your learning. And if we've done nothing else uh, uh, in this podcast, then give you those terms. Then, then yay, good for us. Absolutely. Um, and again, there's there's different angles that you're coming from. Uh, if you're a new developer and you're trying to learn stuff, play with it on your own. You know, stand up your own authentication system and authorization system out of scratch and play with it as a sandbox. Right. And that's mm-hmm. a good way to learn. 
Um, if you're building a product, I suggest that you do not stand up your own authentication <laughs> and authorization system because uh, there's lots of places to go wrong with it. Um, and uh, like you said, there's lots of libraries for how to do it and uh, potentially how to do it right. There's no one right answers. There's lots of good answers. Um, it's a ton of wrong answers. <laughs> there are a ton of wrong answers. Lots um, of wrong answers. Ooh, and how, as a new developer, might we know that? Or should we save that for another podcast? That's no. like how, how to assess packages. That's a new topic. Ooh, we need to do that. Yeah, as a topic. that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not easy, right. uh, especially for someone not familiar with some of the backgrounds and terms and all the other stuff. Um, yeah, that'll be a new topic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Back, back, to <laughs> back to this. Um, yeah. I, again, uh, if you're going to play with it, play with it. If you're going to actually build something that you care about, use an existing tool for authentication and authorization, some package, some suite, some tutorial that makes sense and seems to be maintained and popular. Um, the absolute easiest authentication system I've ever used is in Meteor. Uh, it comes bundled with the Meteor thing. If you're going to buy into the whole Meteor ecosystem, one of the main reasons people do it is because its accounts system is ridiculously easy. I mean, you will go from not having anything installed to having a fully functional and ridiculously secure authentication system in like 15 minutes. Yeah, that's a good place to start. That's not a bad place. Yeah, and then you can you can stand it up and then try to break it just to learn how authentication and authorization work. Absolutely, and it's all running on your machine, so you can just poke in the database and take a look and see what it stores and see if it makes sense to you and uh, go back to the documentation and... Yeah. 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 Good playground. Yep. Well, that is our first podcast. That's it. That's what we have to talk about today. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, concerns, epiphanies, you can send us an email. No, you can't no, send us probably, an email. They probably no, can't. We the, don't have an email. Yeah. The truth is, uh, I have no idea when they will listen to this. It could I don't be. Either. It could be two years from now. Someone found our show. Because in two years, we're going to be super popular. Right. We found our show and decided to go back through the archives <laughs> and listen to this show. Are the archives that are stored at the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. I can, I can speak English. Really, I can. Yeah. Um, and decided that they wanted to talk to us yeah. about this show. I don't know. This is, well, soon this podcast will be in the Library of Congress. I'm sure it will be. Right next to Hamilton. Which is now in the Library of Congress. I was wondering if we were about to start singing. I don't know any of the songs. Really? I know yeah. all the songs. Yeah? Yeah, my daughter's really into it. Well, one of us is about to start singing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we're out. <laughs>